This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Welcome to episode five of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch uh, and today I'll be joined by Danny Baker and we'll be discussing all things AFC Wimbledon. Uh, first off, we'd like to offer our condolences to Bryony Little's family and friends. Uh, unfortunately, she sadly passed away during the week. Uh, so we wanted to offer our condolences to her family and friends. Uh, and then we'll uh, again discuss everything Wimbledon and I'm going to be joined by Danny Baker. So Danny Baker, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Um, do you know what? I'm absolutely marvellous. Thank you, Lee. I went to the uh, to the sponsors' dinner. I know we'll talk a little bit about that later, but absolutely brilliant night. Big shout out to Owen Williams out there who managed to, who sponsors Robbo and got me a ticket. It was um, a night I won't forget. It was absolutely marvellous. And anyone who was there, send us a tweet. Let us know what you thought. I thought it was an excellent, excellent night. Owen Williams. Is that, that's a joke from... Uh... Oh, well, yeah, that's what, that's what my wife said. My wife says, um, what did she say? She said, oh, Wine Williams. Does he? Went, Go a wine or something like that. And I was like, from Gavin and Stacey. But, um, yeah, does he? Well, thanks very much, Joe. It was a great night. Thanks for having me. I saw I saw pictures and stuff of, uh, I'm not a sponsor. We are going to be looking to maybe sponsor a couple of pairs of socks. I don't think we've got the budget at the One Wolves at a Dream headquarters. I should be on that sofa, Lee, I think. To, to, to sponsor a shirt right now. But yeah, we're going to be sponsoring a couple of pairs of socks. But yeah, I looked on Twitter and, or on Twitter and Facebook and all socials and it looked like a really good night, to be fair. All the players looked like they're... It's weird having the sponsors dinner at the start of the season. Usually it's at the end, isn't it? I, yeah, normally you'd think so, but the whole thing was, I mean, it was good for, obviously, only the second time I actually went in and I got to sort of where the big conference area was, which is right by, right by um, pitch side, which was great. And like I said, the food was good. The most impressive thing, though, were the players. They were incredible. We got there early because, obviously, I'm a bit of a geek and I wanted to get there early and have a look around. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go anywhere, but I was sort of sneaking off. Um, and we were just sitting there. And then when the players came in, they all came in en masse. A variety of different fashion shall I say but they all walked in with a variety of different things straight away though players were coming straight over like Ollie Palmer came and said hello Darius Charles walked and literally spoke spoke to about 10 minutes about what he's been doing and all different things um but again the player who I've obviously been quite critical of but he was magnificent last night was Hartigan he was he is a lovely lovely lad I'm yes. not surprised that he's so highly thought of he went round to everybody shook their hands, said hello. He was great. Woodyard, there wasn't an autograph that somebody didn't want. And I was very, very fortunate to sit bang next to Robbo. Oh, poor Robbo. I, I mean, well, he, to I be honest, he, was, he was asking advice about all sorts on me. I, I didn't have the boots in the car, otherwise I'd have given him another option. But he yeah. was just great. I, I, I said I've been critical of the way Oli Palmer's played this season so far. I thought he was brilliant against Hitswitch, to be fair, but... He is a very good character around the dressing room, I think. And if you see, and the way he talks to fans, I said we've had him on here, and he was brilliant when he came and spoke to us. He yeah, was really good, and he uh, he opened up quite a lot. And he, yeah, he's he's he is a really good man. And uh, what I like about Hartigan, and the only, there's one negative of which I'll come on to, but the thing I love about Hartigan at the moment is he's grown. I think the Newport spell has helped him as a person, yeah. help him grow because before he looked quite shy and timid. 
where I saw the interview the other day again, I think it was after Northampton where he scored and he looked and he spoke totally different to what I've seen before. And he looks like he's becoming a man. And I think that's his performances now. I think his performances are... Robbo was incredible. He basically said that he was up there, he wasn't having a good time with it and obviously probably relatively naive. He was like, look, I want to come back. And Robbo was like, look, Stay up there, work hard. The manager rates you, and he had a long chat with. I think it's might be I can't remember what the bloke's name is. Flynn, maybe at North. Yeah, that's the case. Um, had a long chat with him and sort of and just basically said, "Look, no, he, he rates you." And and he stuck out of that loan spell, and obviously he's come back. And obviously, it was just interesting just talking to him just about like just it's it's he just genuinely seems to really understand us as a club. And he was asking, he it was quite, it was very good as well. He was asking us fans, "What do we think?" And we had. Stu, Stu from the Nine Years podcast, he was on the same table. And it was just like really good conversations. He was like, you know, one of the, Robert had a couple of his mates. He was asking us about, you know, what's the one thing that we want to do better or how can we improve? And I was like, and all I said was, I just hope that we managed to keep this really thin line between the professional aspect, which I know we're struggling with the tickets and the like, but that <laughs> connectivity, because like literally all those players, Arsenal, Tottenham, it would never have happened. You'd have been, you're over here, the table's over there. Players walked up, sat next to us, actually engaged in not just hi, how are you, house things, what do you think of plough lane, how do you think we're getting on? It was a genuine two-way conversation. And Robbo even said I was funny. How about that? <laughs> well, yes, he, 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 he must, had, I did buy him a drink after that. It's just, yeah, he's, he's obviously just buttering you up. But yeah, it's I'd, I'd see what you'd like Spurs and Arsenal and things like that, big clubs like that. They do do it, but it's for the elite, it's for the, yeah. the richest of the rich of their support. And it's good that you were on the table with Robbo because then that way we had the number one podcast with Robbo and then also you had the number two podcast with oh, Robbo, which was... Uh, but which it was, was great. If that was good to thinking, have. Anyone thinking about, don't know if I should do it, it was an absolutely top quality night. Ran really well. Um, the bar was good. The food was decent. Robbo did a bit of a chat to everybody. If you've got the opportunity and you feel that, I think there might be still opportunities to sponsor teams or, or some oh, of the players or staff. Yeah, there is. There is. If you look on one of the programs, I think I've got the Bolton program for souvenir. There is there is players available in there. Some of the younger players as well, which is always good to sponsor them because they could be the next big thing. But I think the new the thing that takes us to a new level with stuff like that is the ground. I've said it before, it takes us to a new level. You think Kings Meadow had that little bat bar, which wasn't very nice. It couldn't hold that many people. It didn't hold that many people. And yeah, it was good. But so I've got to say, we I forgot what we're going to be discussing tonight at the start. So just tonight we're going to be discussing Ipswich, the draw away from home. We'll move on to uh, the draw in the Carabao Cup against Arsenal. We will have to discuss the ticket salutes, ticket situation again, because yeah. that's that's just come out uh, and what balls up that is. And then we're going to have a new feature where we put each other on the spot with one subject each and we'll talk about it for a couple of minutes and then we'll build up the uh, game against Oxford and the we'll big man big man come into town no, we don't know. <laughs> so yeah it's which did you go to the game did you watch the game didn't, didn't go to the game saw lots of different highlights um, great result absolutely brilliant result just shows us now where where again Robert was talking about how he was disappointed that we could have potentially nicked all three points that's kind of where we are as a mindset Seems to be now where, where, if you said to me two years ago, going to Ipswich and we would we're disappointed to come away with a draw, uh, I'd bitten your arm off. It just seems we're in a, a very very solid place. Disappointed with some of the goals. I'm not going to lie. Particularly, and again, I don't want to keep going on about it. Down the left hand side, we look relatively poor, um, and it seems that whoever's kind of down there, we're not quite getting that side right, and they seem to, yeah, they just seem we just seem a little bit, a little bit loose there. But good balls from Hartigan, good goals. Um, fantastic scenes, I think. Must have been great there, though. Have you been, did you go there when we? I did. Last I've never been to it, which I really wanted to go, but I, was, yeah, I think a lot of the lads were put off. I watched the game. I did watch it on uh, iFollow, and uh, I thought we we played well in space. I, I probably had I, the negatives first for me was that we uh, we played two up front, and they're obviously two big men, Presley and Palmer, and yeah. we were just going long. It weren't just we weren't getting the ball down where we've been playing some lovely football. Yeah, we, like McCormick weren't in the game at all. I don't think he touched the ball. Where was he dead. playing? Far left. He was playing left where I thought it was more of a four-three-three, but some people said it was four-four-two, and he was on the left. That's out on the right, and I think we both them, them two left and right. We just nullified. They they, they weren't in the game at all. Yeah. And it's weird, I and mean, you you know it's Asal's our biggest and best player at the moment. He was taken out the game, which means we struggle. 
we then go 2-0 down and think we have to play. Uh, as I, I know a few people that did go there and they said the scenes when we scored was unbelievable. Uh, and yeah, to go, we just got to stop giving teams, especially the good teams like Ipswich and teams like that, 2-0 head starts. Like, you think Bolton, we gave them a 2-0 head start, a two-goal head start, sorry. It's just how do you do that though, Lee? When you just we all, and again, it's tricky. But every time you've got look on a post, the left hand side seems to come up. Lots, not the right hand side, the left hand side. How do you possibly get rid of or nullify those mistakes when we, in my opinion, we appear to have a genuine area where we need we haven't. And again, it may be personnel, it might be shape, it might be tactics, it might be experience, but we just seem a little bit light in that one area. How do you, how do you manage that? I think what you said, everything there, the experience, uh, tactics and formation. For me, I don't, I, I'd prefer us to go to a 3-5-2, if I'm honest, or a 3-5-1-1 kind of thing. Okay. Uh, I don't think you can play Presley and Palmer together. No, I agree with that. Uh, I like Mbudi, but the problem is I've seen him start games and not been very good. Yeah. And when he comes off the bench, he does look good. Uh, it's it's a tough one at the moment because I said the left side, left hand side. I'm not a biggest Nesta fan. No. I think he does. He's struggling. But then Shay Alexander is not a left back either. He's a right back. But then you're not going to take out Henry Lawrence at the moment, who's absolutely flying. I think he's one of our best players at the. I at, think at he's going to be absolutely mustered. I think he's right. going to be fantastic. Do you, do you think he's premiership standard, though? I don't think he is now, but I would be fascinated to see where he is in relation to where Reese James was when he was at Wigan. I'd love to see where those two would be at. I mean, I think the thing with Lawrence is that, and maybe it might be his, his, his downfall, is that he's so versatile. But mm. having seen him a couple of times, I mean, personally, he would be a shoe-in at right-back and he would stay there. Yeah. For me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think about moving him. I'd say, you're going to play. Yeah, um, class he is. It'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see, and maybe he's the answer at left back. Maybe he's the answer. Maybe it's play Shay on the right, which he seems a relatively yeah. solid, and play him on the left. I don't know. To be fair, that's a shout because I don't think we've done that yet, have we? We haven't put Lawrence on the left, who, who has played left back. I love Lawrence. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Reese James thing. I, I get what you're saying, but Reese James is massive compared to Henry Lawrence. If you look, well, and he's always been, though, at 19 yeah. or 20. Yeah, he's always been a big lad. He's always had that stature on him. He's always been physical, big, quick. Henry Lawrence is quick, but he's not big and physical. I, I think I don't think this. It's like when fours come to us, and you look at Marcus Force, you think that kid can play in the Premiership. He'll score goals yeah. in the Premiership. I don't know if Henry Lawrence can play in the Premiership, but I think he'll be a top end Championship player. It's just a shame we'll never be able to sign him full time because I'd love to get him, but that ain't never going to happen. No. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you mean with the goals. We give. I thought we kept Pig absolutely quiet. He annoyed me as well. Pig, I know people said it should not. Like... Where do you stand on the celebrating goals thing? I mean, is, well, it, is it petty for him to do that? Do we? Do, what, why do we care? What, what annoyed me? What annoyed me about it? Right, I don't care. I think celebrate goals against your old team. I don't give I, a shit. I, I totally agree. I think, I think I, and that actually annoys me when they don't celebrate. What annoyed me about Pig is that when we played Charlton, he did not celebrate against them, and he'd only right. played twelve games for them. Was hardly yeah. there, got released, and didn't celebrate. Then he come, he plays against us, and so, like it's not a big celebration. To be fair to him, it weren't like he I went mad. Sort of like a little heart thing, a little heart and point. I, that, that, again, that could be personal situation and stuff like that. And do you know what I mean we don't know? But I just think because he didn't celebrate against Charlton and he only played twelve games, I just thought, well, don't celebrate against us. As I said, I'm all for it. I think if you score against any team, you should be celebrating. I don't care if you've been at the team for 15, 20 years and you have played a hundred games, a thousand games for him. I'd still celebrate against him. But yeah, that was anything annoying. But I thought we kept him very quiet, though. Uh, thought Woodyard is absolutely immense at the moment. Uh, he some, I think it was actually Stu I was speaking to who said to me, watching when crowds are in place. Yeah, he's I missing crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's missing crowds at games last year where there was no crowds. He's missing that crunching tackle and the crowd going mental, and it kind of sways the ref a little bit. I think he's, yeah, playing in front of crowds. As I said, I think we need to get a bit more out of McCormick, though, because Doncaster away, we kind of built the team around him. Yeah. He got an assist and scored. I haven't seen much from him since then. Where do you uh, think he's in the position? Where do you think is like, if he would do the same McCormick, where are you playing? Where's he saying he's playing? <sighs> the thing is, you have to play two up front. I'd say Palmer and Dapo up front together and then put him 
just behind. But every week, this is where Robbo, I think, is having trouble. It's the same as we are. Like last week, we picked 11 players. Do you know what I mean? And we had... I didn't have Palmer as my starting, right? But if you're playing two up front, I think Palmer has to start over Presley. Yeah, I agree. And then I put Dapo ahead, like, next to him. But then I put McCormick just behind the two. Yeah. But then where'd you put Asal? I mean, the one thing he did say, and I, I didn't bring it up too much. I didn't want to upset him or, or for him to... For me to step out of line but he was just mentioned how we've got so many youngsters who haven't had that full season and that he needs he can't while we're playing Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday to play plus give them the feedback that he's wanting to improve and give them the opportunity to develop that was his one of his major concerns um yeah. which 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 I which I, I I can take that on board but I just think at some point you've got to know you've got to know your first 11. I didn't ask him. I was very close to asking, do you think you know your first, your best first, like your top, top 11? If you had to put it, regard, forget the team, spin a wheel at random, who's your top 11? I should have asked him, but I only asked him 450 other questions, really. But he, he knows football is a results business and at the moment we're getting results. Like Northampton, we were gash, we played awful. Yeah. But we won one nil, moved on and now we've got Arsenal in the next round, which is going to make us quite a lot of money. I think sometimes results ain't going to be great but the performances will be other times the performances won't be great and we'll get results as I said I still think we should be on more points than we actually are on now the Gillingham game we should have won that yeah. it's which will take a point straight away because of 2 nil down but I like the way we're going to places like, like Wickham got battered by Sunderland the other day we yeah. went up there and we tried to play them off the part and we could have probably nicked the draw nicked the win Again, Ipswich going to be up there. They've, uh, the problem I have with Ipswich is they've got about 100 players now. They, they bought, was it 20th player yeah. yesterday? Sam Walton, 20. 20 new players. If you were there last year and you're still there, you're thinking, what the hell am I doing? It's just in incredible. Like how we were talking about it on the table, about how you're going to have Ipswich, who, who have obviously got taken over, but Wigan, who have been basically almost bust. And then almost are doing the, I don't know much about Wigan circumstances. I apologise to people who know more than me. But it just seems a bit like how you can be bus one year and then spend break the bank on a centre forward the next. It sort of it doesn't quite it doesn't sort of sit well, right to me. It's that's modern football nowadays, man. If you look at like I listen to a lot of talk sport and I watch all the news channels and sport, you know, we we read a lot about the football and stuff. And you look at Real Madrid who are pleading pleading in poverty and said they can't, they have to go into the Super League to survive, and then they bid in 189 million euros for Mbappe when you can get him for free in yeah, four months yeah, time football, football's just a mad game now where people say they're absolutely skin and then they pay 10 grand a week for for a footballer that it's just a, it's a mad old game football it really is weird we're, we're, I, I, that's what I love about women as well is we try and punch a in our own weight class pretty much yeah, and yeah I agree with that I totally agree um, probably a punch above our weight class I think league one I, I, I think that is our level at the yeah, moment that's our level uh, but yeah, I, I overall though, Ipswich, you were happy, happy with, with what how we were. I was no, I was 60 40 happy. Okay, so you take 60... the result, but there was an opportunity. For if, more. if you had said, I oh, would draw Ipswich away, two all, scoring two goals away from home, 10 10th goal of the season, 10 different scorers, I think, it is yeah, uh, then yeah, happy. But to give a team like Ipswich a two, two goal lead. Uh, did you see the penalty incident? Penalty or no penalty? Uh, for me, I don't... It's a tricky one because my heart says he's made a meal of it. But you know, if you touch a player... The other thing which was terrifying was was Will was well-paced. He was well gone, <laughs> bless him. And again, if you're, if you're watching, you would look at our two centre-backs and think, right, OK, there's a massive opportunity here to outdo them. But... The fact, as soon as he's grabbed him, a little, it's only a little, tiny little grab, but you just think, as soon as you do that, you're just showing the referee exactly what you're about. I don't, I, I, I think he made a meal of it, but again, as soon as you, even like, you put a palm on the back, you know the player's going down, and he knows that. So, I don't have a problem with it being a penalty. Annoying. It's just an annoying penalty. For, for me, it's a penalty, because if that happens at Plough Lane... We're going... Pops, we're all going mad. And we're talking about it now. Yeah, we're going mad and saying, well, he touches him... If he, if he goes down, it's a penalty. If he stays up, he don't get nothing. Yeah. Will don't need to touch him. I think Robbo alluded on that. He don't need to I touch thought, him. Ball's I going out. I touched him. I thought Zanev would have come out and cleaned it out. The ball's going out of play. He's probably, and, it's, I, and it's wider. The, I just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. But he's been Again, great. that's a lack of communication, unfortunately, I think, because he could Zanev maybe needs to tell him it's going out. Maybe he did. Uh, and Will's just 
stupidly just touched, literally touched. It is, it is literally a light touch, but I thought it was a penalty. And yeah, to go 2 0 down at Ipswich, you're then making hard work of it, which we did. But the fighting spirit of this team, as you've, you've said before, regarding uh, the sponsors' dinner and stuff and how they're bonded and how they're going around and trying to bond with the player, the, the fans, you can see that now with that fighting spirit. They're never going to give up. We're, we're playing to the 90th minute, no matter uh, what the score is. Totally. So that's good. So. Yeah, well, we'll move on and we'll discuss uh, Arsenal in the Carabao Cup in one minute. Welcome back. And we're going to be discussing the Carabao Cup draw against Arsenal. Danny, what a draw that is, to be fair. God, what? Absolutely wicked. I mean, I guess... I mean, it, it, there's the argument between having a really big, having it at home would have been awesome with a possible TV money. But selfishly, the fact that we're going up to the Emirates to play Arsenal, regardless of what, how good they are, what team they're going to play, is epic. Absolutely I, I, epic. I, we said, there's a few of us said, like, what did we want? We wanted Arsenal, Man U, Chelsea at home. Everyone wants that plough lane night in the big cup game uh, at home. I did say I wanted Arsenal away because I've never been to the Emirates. It's going to, everyone, you'll, we'll, we'll get about 8,000, I think, tickets-wise, if we want it, because they don't, they'll only get about 50,000 there. I think hold 60. But I don't know. The problem I've got at the moment is I don't know if I can go, because my missus is heavily pregnant, and she's at that annoying pregnant stage, where she's quite annoying. Uh, <laughs> and she's saying, I might not be able to go, because, yeah, I might have to be at home, but I'm hoping I won't, won't have to be. But, yeah, it'd be all good. Uh, but, yeah, tickets should only be about 20 quid. Uh, and I think we can get loads of us there, to be fair. Yeah, well, it's just, I also fancy us to win it. I do. Really? You think, you, you think we'll turn them over? Last year in the cup, I don't know, obviously this year they're pants and they're doing really bad in Premier League and they uh, are playing a stronger team. But last year they played weakened teams. So they, not a weakened team, but they played their under-23s and stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I fancy us to beat their under-23s. And it's just, I really do. I think Arsenal are in such turmoil at the moment. I think our, like you see the video. Have you seen the video of Ollie Palmer and his mate watching it? The yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was really good. Arsenal comes out the hat, obviously before Wimbledon, and he says, "Winnable this game." I know he's probably joking, but do you know what I mean? It, I've, I've, and also I the money like, we if, can they're, make. if they're as bad as what they are at the moment, Arsenal, and they can't they can't buy anything. They'll just go absolutely floor. It. I think they'll floor it with us. But either way, it'll be a great night. And ultimately, if we, I mean, all we've got to do is take. It's not like we've even got to get extra time. If we can just hang on in there and get them to penalties. I mean, it's we're game on, mate. Absolutely game on. And we're gonna be we're gonna be buzzing for it. The players are gonna be well up for it. And I said it's it's such a good it is a good tie to have. I said I've never been to Emirates. I went to Highbury a few times. One of the worst ones was well against Chelsea yeah, in the okay. semi-final of the cup. I loved Highbury as a ground. I've never been to the Emirates. Uh, I can tick it off now because uh, I'm a bit of a sad ground hopper. Fingers crossed, crossed, yeah. Miss, oh, yeah. This is well, independent. To be fair, she goes into labour. I can quickly make it back in time. I said, like, I nearly missed the birth of our first child, so it's not Did the you? end of the Yeah, well, to be fair, I've, I've seen, I've, well, this will be my third child, so I've seen two of them give birth. I don't really need to see the third one, do I? Yeah. Arsenal well, away or... The last one, if you watch three, you keep the match ball, don't you? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get, all the, get all the nurses to sign it as they're going around. There you go. Yeah, so... You never know. Great draw, though. Great draw. Money-wise, should be decent. If, it, like I said, fifty thousand at twenty quid's a million, but million pound plus the, I know they was it forty-five percent. I mean, that's yeah. I've We're seen very, I've seen figures running around of like two hundred and fifty grand we could be making out of this game, which is huge, absolutely huge at the moment. That's without even the FA Cup run this year. We're gonna hopefully get on and you can make money out of that. But yeah, that's huge money for us and. Brilliant. Yeah, I think 55, yeah, 20 pounds. Yeah, it's going to, and hopefully, 50, times 20 is, is a million. So, hopefully, Arsenal, Arsenal will do the right thing and do what Villa did and give us the whole lot. Oh, no, they won't do that. Villa gave, did you hear that? Villa gave Barrow. Barrow. With Barrow. Barrow that was good. I mean, money. that's a good effort, but I wonder whether, it, I guess it's at home, whether they'll, I mean, they might, they might give us the whole, like the clearing the profit, but I think it's slightly different away from home from, from, from theirs. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but that amount of money is is a you know well, it's a amount of money for us. Quarter of a million is is serious. It's also been confirmed that it's going to be the Wednesday night, yeah, the twenty second, seven forty five yep. kickoff. 
So that's good. And I, I am looking forward to trying the food at the Emirates as well. That's meant to be quite decent. How is it? Yeah. Oh, it's literally, work, ne- literally next door. I can see it from my, my desk at my... I used to work at London Met Uni. It's literally from my desk. I can see it. So, um, no, buzzing for it. Absolutely buzzing. Long day at work. Down there, watch the game. Bosh. It's King, King's Cross, isn't it? You, go, you can get two, can't you? Get yeah, them? you can either go King's Cross and then get um, Piccadilly Line. That will take you to Holloway Road. And it's literally opposite. Or you can go... King's Cross, oh. or we get on the Victoria line up to Hybrid Lisington and walk down. Sort of I ain't been King's Cross for ages. I want, is the Flying Scotsman still open? Oh, I don't know, mate. You know what the Flying Scotsman is, though, don't you? Oh, yeah, loads, mate. Yeah, I drink, yeah, I've had loads there, yeah. I like yeah, the you, steak and ale pie, yeah. You put a pound in the glass to put their clothes back on. It's that kind of <laughs> establishment, mate. It's, uh, yeah, I ain't been there for years, but yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be good because you think, what, there'll be loads of places to drink, and they'll, hopefully, as I said, we should be able to take as many as we pretty much want there and yeah so if, hopefully there won't be any any issues with tickets anyone I love going to those big stands and just think sitting there sometimes and it sounds a bit i sound a bit odd here but just be like oh wow can you imagine if we actually made it all the way through to like the Premier League and like this was like the norm just just one of your 20 away days I know it's a bit weird but I just sometimes think wow like you're actually here can you imagine this every it's, week it's not weird I'm nodding my head I'm shaking my head at you because I don't want to be in the Premier League oh I, I, know, like I know the... I know you don't want to be in it but like if if we stormed up a couple of leagues, you we, you would be the one who'd be standing there going, oh, who have you got? Oh, bloody hell, got leads again. I mean, it's just sometimes looking around and thinking, like Rob, Rob, Rob was talking about his daughters and I, he was doing what, he was talking about his draw. Hopefully he doesn't mind me sharing it. And he was talking about his daughters and he was like, oh, look, come and watch the draw. And, and his daughters are like, oh, you know, whatever, it's a bloody draw. <laughs> and all of a sudden they were like, Liverpool and she was like what like oh my god like could we actually play against some big teams and he was like yeah all these big teams are in it and they were ecstatic apparently one of Robbo's daughters goes to every single game home and away she absolutely loves it um so uh yeah they got very excited and it's just another like I said another positive thing to say you know furthest in the league cup we've ever been yep. good ground who knows yeah it's it's, it's all positive with regards to the the Carabao Cup, which is a strange one for us because we never, as you said, we normally get beat first round and or we get like Northampton away and lose. So Rambo get a clap for you? Yeah, I love Rambo. Yeah. He'll get, he'll get a song for me, to be fair. He has to. He's done more. He's absolutely. And also the fact that he got loads of shit from Arsenal fans who haven't got a clue about football and hide behind cartoons or the, Twitter nowadays where you've got people that got their, their player as their face on there and then they're, they're talking about football and they're just like a 25 year old virgin it just does my head in so mm-hmm. they proper gave Rambo stick but yeah he'll be getting a sing song and a clap and hopefully yeah he'll he'll come over and hopefully after we beat him 3-0 he won't be too sad about it but yeah what a ledge what a game that's gonna be brilliant but That'll be sick. absolutely wicked. all right we'll move on and when we come back unfortunately we will be discussing the ticket fiasco again again uh, more shit with the ticket, so we'll come back, we'll talk about that, that'll be fun. Welcome back, and we're going to be discussing the ticket, uh, mainly the season tickets that are meant to be coming out, or they were meant to be getting sent out and arriving before Oxford. We are now, what, four weeks into the season? People still don't have their season tickets. Apparently, I don't have one this year, but we're having to pick them up, I believe, on Saturday. Yeah. How many season ticket holders do we have? 5,000? close. So that's 5,000 people that might be queuing yeah. to get season tickets on Saturday. So hopefully the, they're, they're getting in lots of volunteers because they haven't been lately. I've read things. I've, I've had texts from mates who actually say they want Joe Palmer to stand down over this because it falls at his door now, uh, that if people are not doing the job to satisfactory, he is the manager of that kind of thing and that people should be getting pulled up. They want him to quit. I'm, I'm not for that, to be fair. I think you look at the bigger picture of what we've achieved. We've got Plough Lane. And some people might think I'm totally wrong here, but it's, it is a small thing considering the bigger picture. But I can see people's frustrations Apparently, at the moment, Joe Palmer is currently on holiday, I've been told. I don't know Anyone how true nice? Anyone nice? I, I don't know, but why this is still going on, why is there still no tickets? I get it, people have to go on holiday, do you know what I mean? Like, managers yeah. go on holiday and shit hits the fan. But who is, who's running this? Who is running our tickets at the moment? Is it a third party or are we hiding behind it as an excuse? 
I mean, I know it's Wimbledon, but I didn't think we'd have to be queuing up like they do at the tennis. I thought we <laughs> might we might not have had that <laughs> queuing up from six o'clock in the morning trying to get a ticket. It is it is desperately desperately unfortunate, and it really is something that is regrettable. I know that he he whoever does the comms actually commed the actual company, which is the first, which is basically almost the first time where they're kind of trying to point the finger. And these these are. Yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to understand why it can be such a... I don't understand why it takes so long and why this wasn't brought up two months ago. I mean, we knew that season tickets were going to be available and coming. I don't understand. So do you think, Lee, that Wimbledon at the club almost programmed these tickets or are we saying that an external company is actually programming the tickets? Do we know? I, I, I literally hey, I, have, I don't know. I... I, I have no idea. It's apparently a third-party company. I don't know. I, I believe it's happening at a lot of clubs, but I don't like hiding behind that. Oh, it's happening here. So, yeah, you know I mean, get over it kind of thing because we should have done enough to make sure it doesn't happen. I said this, excuse me, we're four weeks into a season now. People don't have season tickets. The Bolton fiasco with the fact that it was apparently sold out and then yeah. you look at the actual attendance that has been, again, we haven't released, I don't think, official attendances, but the rumours, there was only 7,600 there, something like that. That's right, yeah, Bolton and 7,000 at the Gillingham game. Right, so that's well below what we could have had. That's crazy. Uh, it is crazy. And, and, and someone I know, or close friends with, said, it's actually mad when you think about our first ever game at Plough Lane, in front of fans, was only 7,600. It wasn't a sellout. Some people missed out. Yeah. Some people couldn't go, they were on holiday or they had stuff, personal stuff on, but their tickets could not then be resold. I've gone on a, I don't hope, I hope this person don't mind, it's a geezer called Pierre, I know he used to play for the sports team. He's put a post up that Plough Lane is everything we could have ever imagined and we mustn't lose sight of that achievement. <coughs> Excuse me, this ain't him saying this, this is what the, this was on the club comms. That's right. Inevitably, there were going to be unexpected team problems. But in this instance, they've made even more frustration because they are utterly beyond our control. And he's, this is him saying, Pierre saying, be grateful. It was always going to be a bit shit. We can't do anything about it. This no, par paragraph stinks. And I, I agree. I think the comms as well regarding it is literally, it's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with us. It's to do with this third party. And as I said, it ain't just the season tickets now. It's the fact that Bolton wasn't a sellout. Gillingham, we had only 7,000 there. We should have had more. Oxford's tickets, they're saying that, oh, we thought it might get postponed because of international roll-ups. Them tickets didn't go. How many Oxford fans might be buying? I don't even know if you could buy tickets in the home. I'm not going on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how, if you could buy tickets in the home end. I don't know when they went on sale. It's just becoming, how much money is that? I know I'm going on. I mean, it's not just money. 50 though. grand. It's, I mean, 50 grand, not 50 grand. You've also got guys who are potentially going to see the new stadium and come for the very first time and be wanting to be impressed or wowed or isn't it great? And we, we just come across a little bit amateurish, which is, which is the, the thing that's difficult. If, if it's, and again, it sounds a bit harsh, but new fans, we, we've known that we've been to the well a number of times financially with our fans regarding 25 year season tickets, with, with the bond, with everything else. We desperately, desperately need to get some new income sources coming and new fans coming with new money if we are not going to be able to get them in the ground or we're showing at a very early stage that we're inept, then things are tricky. I mean, I would, what I would say, and I'm not going to defend it too much, but it does appear that we spoke a little bit about some of the improvements of Plough Lane and they've addressed it. They've addressed some of the, literally the things that we spoke about. And on the Facebook page, they've actually addressed some of those key, the, the little easy wins. And as I think as Andrew a couple of weeks ago was talking about, it's going to be, December till they get it get it right, and I can I can accept that. But the ticket thing is becoming really embarrassing and and unnecessary. And I'm hoping that that if the, I mean I thought they, I thought they'd have it done by now, but I mean it it has to be done. We have to be able to pick them up on the Saturday. I, people I, have to we have to have one more game of of it annoying. But just can you imagine the thing? I, my dad said, which is very rarely as as anything of any note, but this was exactly perfect. <laughs> If you think when the first game was, when we were supposed to be going, which was the first game, obviously, Doncaster at home and the big for all, imagine if fans win from that point. It would be an absolute nightmare. And think about that, that, that point there to now. We've had all this time for teething issues to improve, to develop the number of dates. 
we could have been waiting another year to get in the ground. And that's but, that's a concern. I, t- I totally agree. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like with regards to the hospitality, with regards to the food. You know, I mean, we've mentioned the food. Like choose, the Saturday game, it was unreal. Tuesday, it was a little bit disappointing. But they're all teething problems that could be sorted. Right, we know next week we need six food carts instead of three. We need t- like eight instead of ten. That again, that's stuff that's going to be worked on, and by December, hopefully, will be hundred percent. But the ticket in fiasco, as I said, like it's not just season tickets. Like Bolton, I saw people with handwritten tickets to get into two games. Yeah, I mean, did you? Do you know what I mean? It's, it, that's embarrassing for back a, of a fag packet. professional club to it's say... It's like Mike Bassett when he picks the team and writes it on the fag packet, isn't it? There yeah, and to have 7,000 in, and, and again, season tickets. I know Anthony Circuit, who works for the club shop, said communications will be coming out regarding how to pick up tickets, how many people are going to be there. Hopefully it's going to be quite nice. Like there's going to have 50 people volunteer. We're going to sit there and they're going to do it in alphabet order. So you'll go up, you'll get your ticket. It'd be quite quick because that's all you need is 5,000 people all turn up on one on mass going, right, I need ticket. I want my scene ticket. And they've only got one person. Like again, against Bolton, we only had one printer, which broke. It's, you can't have 5,000 people, but what's, what's your view on the point that, who who is accountable for this? I know the Don's Trust are going to be holding a investigation or something like that regarding this, and hopefully it don't happen again. But who's are you on the thing that Joe Palmer should step down because of this? No, no. And again, the reason why I don't say that is I don't know enough about his role, and I think that the amount of different achievements that we've made over that period of time, I think it would be pretty pretty ridiculous getting rid of who potentially on paper. Obviously, with the Shakhtar Donetsk and other thing, he's a on paper he's a very very capable person, and to get rid of him because the tickets are down is different. Maybe it's a COVID hangover. I mean, maybe we're being this is all out of proportion. And this company who are opposed to organise it have promised us things, and they've just bottled it. And they've and we've all had builders or plumbers or decorators say, "Oh yeah, I'll be there tomorrow," and they haven't just turned up. And that's in all walks of life. <laughs> but yeah. it's just frustrating that we've had this over a a number of weeks. And the thing for me is that why have we left it so late? Unless if they are programming these cards, individual people, and this is, then that's one issue. But also, if they are, we're gonna, we, can, we could potentially have the exact same cock up next year. Because mm. if they're doing the same thing next year and then the next year, I just, if, if, if it's just a case of the physical cards, you come in, you put it on a computer and you swipe it and then it's active, that's one thing and that's ridiculous. If we're asking this company to program it, then we've got to seriously look at it. I, I think it's tricky to blame Joe. And I think that, again, ultimately, we can't we can't really get too far away from the fact that we're we're delighted to be where we are. And yes, it is a little bit. I'm I'm sort of sidestepping it a little bit because I don't know enough about Joe Palmer's job. But I just it's it is just for me, it's just an ignorance and just an annoyance and something that, again, but it, it does highlight again how we have also we've got very professional ambitions, but we also have that amateur side to us still and at the same but that is also a huge strength because like i said with the sponsor dinner we wouldn't have the opportunity to be sitting next to and the players literally coming up and having a chat and people wanting to just talk about business and just life and people sharing numbers and stuff we wouldn't have that if we didn't have that amateur element so it's kind of like you can't have this to be super professional we be a super professional club and no one gets near the manager and the players are distant you at the same time you you want to be able to talk to the players and if it's just, I think for me, it's a slight give and take. Yeah, I agree. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not for Joe Palmer losing his job. I'm not for anyone, to be fair, losing their job, especially at the moment during COVID times. I think what we need to do, I think we need to let the Don's Trust do their investigation or their whatever they're going to do and then come up with what what was the issue? Was it yeah. was it a third party? Are, are we are we going, yeah, of course, they're going to blame a third party when really it's actually women. We're actually, it is just a full on, the third party has let us down. Do you know what I mean? And as you said, look at how we fix this in the, the future. So next season, we don't have the issue because, as you said, we need to get new fans into Plough Lane because that's money coming in week in, week out that we need to secure. We, we've got 9,000. How, how much is it? hold 9,000, isn't it? Yeah, just over 9,000. I mean, like I said, do you think, if it, can you imagine if it was 20,000 yeah, and, yeah. and everything doubled? Then, then we're on a real crisis. I mean, like I said, we, we can manage it around and we've got some great people in around the club who are putting their hand up dealing with it and I find it I don't I find it regrettable and quite frustrating that you've got people who sometimes are slagging off people at the club who are actually doing stuff I don't want to mention names so I don't know a huge amount of them but you hear the same old names on and, and they're working their socks off and you can't knock them for it. it's not their fault um but it's just it is just that 
it's that balance of if we are, have, got, have got aspirations to move into championship or higher up, we've got to professionalise across the board. And yeah. I feel that, that, you know, the spelling mistake and the marketing, just silly stuff like that. It's just like, come on, guys, seriously. Like, yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. I said, like, I think there is a lot of people working hard at a club. As I said, I've already mentioned Andy Circuit. Do you know what I mean? The guys in the club shop, people like that are working extremely hard all the time and they're always trying to find solutions. And I think that's the thing. I think we need to let the Don's Trust do what we put them in charge to do. Yeah, I agree. So they can hold the club accountable or whoever's accountable and then we go from there. And if it is if it is a big fuck up, then we deal with it. We don't, we don't blame everyone. We just try and figure out how to fix it so it doesn't happen again in the future. And then if it does, like obviously if it does happen again, that's when you then go, right, we need to then look at people's jobs and stuff like that. But yeah, at the moment, I agree. I don't think people should be losing their job over this because you look at Plough Lane. I said that Saturday at Bolton, when I got into Plough Lane, I was just blown away with how good it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food, stools. And as it is a learning curve, there's a lot, as we said, and Andrew said previous on there, there's a lot of work to be done. But once we can't get it, it's like when you buy a new house. Yeah. And you buy, well, not oh. a new house, but you buy a house that's, been lived in previously or something like that so, and you you go in and you think well i don't like the kitchen i don't like the bathroom but i can only have the money at the moment to do the kitchen up yeah yeah. so that's the space i'm going to be in a lot of the time i do the kitchen up and then i'll do the bathroom later on i think it's a bit with women we've, well, got we've brand also new got to color. take the emotion out a bit lee we've got sometimes fans are so gonna... quick and we was... spoke about social media and being straight on it you know take a second just yes think. it's just going to be the best i mean i'm all for people's opinions and i'm all for it but I mean, I, the amount of times, even in a game, when you see people messaging in in a game, slagging, <laughs> guys, just be in the moment. Go and watch the game. Particularly guys who comment and stuff, and they're actually middle of the half, and they're at the game. So watch the game. Like, <laughs> get behind. I just feel like this sort of stuff. Take, try and take the emotion out of it. Try and be a little bit more constructive. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. If we keep getting these cock-ups along the way, then that's an issue. But I think all these businesses, you know, because I work at a school and we're we go through processes and they're always fine tuning. And this is unfortunate. Um, but I really hope that we get to a point where we can draw a line under it and just get back to. It is football's, it football's very emotive. Football's very yeah. fickle. Do you know what I mean? Like we'll, we'll forget the good work that people have done the minute, like again, it's the same with players. We'll forget the good work that a player's done because he fucked up one game and cost us a goal. But yeah, I was going to say to you like, because it's Plough Lane, do you think that's why the emotions are involved so oh, much? Because definitely. if I it was at King's Meadow, people wouldn't give a shit. They'd just get their tickets that, on a day and go also, in. I think it's also the fact that we've had COVID and people have been so... It's been. It's not just going to a new ground. We've also had a build-up of 18 months of people not going, having their Saturday fix. And having been to the, the games that I've been to this year, and we spoke about it before, it is absolutely brilliant to get back to games and watching it live and being part of it. The players love it. And that all adds to that melting pot. I just... I just wished, and I'm not saying that everyone's got it because you've always got, you know, football's about a talking point, but just people just to pause and just to add value or do their bit when it's appropriate at a time when they've actually had time to consider it, think about it, and then put it into motion. I just feel that these sort of gut reactions don't help anybody at all. And I know it's frustrating, but it, that's life, I suppose. People love to moan for moaning sake, mate. I saw you know the sponsors' dinner. Uh, and it was all over Facebook and stuff. And I saw one of the moans was that there was people not socially distancing their masks weren't being worn. And it's like, you don't have a clue what was going on at, at night. Do you know what I mean? It's the just... Thing as well, Lee, every single person that went in that room had to be COVID tested. Yeah, there you go. 24, 48 hours. Every single person. We turned up. I did mine. My, the person I went with, uh, Owen did his. Every person was told, please do it. And they all did... I just... And again, this is... I mean, it's a... It's not for here, but it's a, it's a broader conversation around this country and how we're dealing with this and how do we come back from this. And that at some point, you've got to kind of go, OK, we're going to draw a line and move on with it. But like you said, ultimately, people will be upset or be socially distanced or whatever. You can only do what you can do. You can do so much. There were people still wearing masks. It was a great night. Plough lane's great. The club's doing great and on the pitch. We've got some wonderful players. This is really annoying and really unfortunate. And... I would be much more frustrated if after Oxford, me and my dad haven't got our card in our hand. But for now, we'll just take it and we'll run. I agree. And I agree. I think we'll, we'll finish the point regarding tickets. And hopefully next week, the week after or something like that, we won't have to talk about the Wouldn't ticket it solution. But It'd be nice. We'll be, we'll be bugger for content. we have to think of something new to talk about. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got loads of content. Don't worry about that. 
Oh, right. that's it. Good morning. Right, we'll be back in a minute. Bye. Welcome back. Uh, and we're going to be doing our new feature now, which is On the Spot. On so the Spot. I'm going to give uh, Danny a subject and he's going to have two minutes to talk about it. Uh, and then he'll give me a subject, and then we'll do that. Uh, I think we're going to do two subjects, yes, Dan. Why not? Let's go out. Let, let's 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 treat the let's treat the fans. Right, you ready? So the first yeah, don't one. Don't be afraid. When we're doing it, you can t- pause yourself for two minutes and rant and <laughs> tell us what you reckon. So I'm going to first one. I'm going to give you. Yep. Your favourite person, Anthony Hartigan. Anthony Hartigan, I think, is a young man who excelled massively in youth. Got the hat. I think he got a hat trick against MK when he was young. Start. Everyone raved and raved and raved about him. And for some reason, the fact that he's one of the few people in the Wimbledon ranks that can actually pass a ball, that means that people all of a sudden decide they want to be at the, almost like a, a quarterback position. I'm really, really pleased. He seems to have filled out. And it is still, despite the fact that I'm a, a relatively big critic of his, he is still incredibly young and has had 100 games, as I was reminded yesterday. Robbo has a big, big, big hopes and futures for him. I hope he does it. He's a Wimbledon guy and I would love it. Nothing more that he has an amazing season. And if he gets player of the year, I'll have to speak to dad, speak to the bank of mum and dad and I'll sponsor him next year. <laughs> so, Anthony, have a, keep having a great season. I still not necessarily sure you're my favourite player at the moment, but I really, really hope that by the end of the year, you will be. Here end of my two minutes. Well, that's one minute, but yeah, I agree. I think it's Andy, only one minute. Oh. That was one minute, man. But that's fine. We'll do a minute then, because it's two two minutes quite a lot to be speaking about one subject, but especially if it's not your favourite subject. But uh, I think he's going to be Clark. I think he's our best player at the moment currently. The ball spraying. I think he'll chip in with a few more goals this year. And yeah, I think he is. I think he's shoving words down people's throats, which is what I love. Anyway, going in, Dan. My one, a bit random. What is your favourite? AFC Wimbledon or Wimbledon kit, i.e. current or past. You can pick, I'll give you a three. Go on. What's your top three? Top three kits? Yeah, for Wimbledon uh, in the not, in the history. What's in the loft? No, really, I've got, I got rid of all my kits when we uh, got rid of all my Wimbledon ones. Once they uh, made that decision, I thought, ah, oh, fuck this, I ain't got a club sport and I got rid of them all, which was stupid. The one I would have loved to have had was the uh, 88, the original 88 shirt. What, with the Truman on it or the Carlsberg? Uh, Truman, I think I would have gone for. I don't know. The Colesburg's not. I, I've got the replica one. You know, the one they remade yeah, yeah. and they sold that. I got that. I got that for me and my boy. That's one of my favourite ones. Uh, I didn't like the first ever Wimbledon kit, the AFC Wimbledon one. The yeah. Because t- it was made out of weird fabric. <laughs> the, the sponsor was like felt, wasn't it? Yeah. And it always come off in the wash. Probably the, itchy. I'm going to go out here and the red, the current, the new red one is That's overrated. Good. Overrated. Overrated. I don't like it. Don't oh, like it on. Roll I've seen it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it at all. The training gear is better. Uh, favorite AFC. I don't really have a favorite AFC Wimbledon one. I think probably last this is it this season still home one from last the yellow year. shoulders. The one that Jonesy done. Yeah, I think that's my favorite AFC Wimbledon. The AFC Wimbledon one's never been that great. I used to have used to get them all the time, and I had a cuckoo on the back. I had Wayne Gray on the back and I had Darren Holloway on the back. Oh, God, you pick your players, don't you? Well, Wayne Gray was a youth team player coming back through the ranks. But yeah, but the 88 one would be the one I'd love to own. Uh, the white one. Remember the old white one? Yeah, I remember the white one. Yeah, yeah. Proper old white one. I like the uh, AFC Wimbledon white one we done when we got in the football league. Yeah, that was the, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that one. One. But yeah, the, red, the, red, the new red one is overrated. Not a fan. Cool. But yeah. I used to love the... When I was a kid, I had the hand seagulls. Remember the red? Ah, the, the goalkeeper colours. Yes. I actually wear that fancy dress now. I've got like my nickname was a kid was Rocky, and I, I don't know how I managed to squeeze into it. I like that one. I like the dark blue and yellow with the um, I like the LNX one when Wimbledon was good. And I quite like. I didn't. I was quite partial actually to the green one. The Don, the one we, the, the like the like the two shaded greeny little. Yeah, I quite like that one. But, never, um, yeah. never. I, I you didn't hate, ask me about kits, so I'm not going to give you any more on it. I hate green kits, especially green and white hoops. But anyway, we we'll move on. Yeah. So my one, my next one to you. Right. You ready? Two minutes. 
Leon Arton or Michael Hughes? Oh, that is not... Well, first things first, remember the very first Leon Arton game. We bought him and Kenny Cunningham. I'm certain of it. We were 3-1 down against Villa at home. Came back. Leonardson, as I called him at the time, which was ridiculous, he scored the goal in the top corner and we won 4-3. He was brilliant, but... Michael Hughes is magic. He wears a magic hat. When we bought him for what was, I think it was 1.6 from Villa, uh, from West Ham. West Ham. And I thought we bought him. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know. Actually, I don't know much about him. He was just magnificent. Just popping up all over the place. The one genuine, I think, in my opinion, of in terms of a football player, he was the best football player I think I had. I remember seeing Wimbledon play. Not good for not Chris Perry was a great defender but a ball playing footballer at Wimbledon I don't think there's anyone better than Michael Hughes from from my from my watching I used to love the rash obviously I know you're obsessed with Kimball I used to love Marcus Gale Dino Robbie Earl but a ball player giving the ball take some touches a little bit of class a little bit of skill I don't think there's many better than Michael Hughes so unfortunately Leonardson great player Big fan, devastated that he went over to Tottenham. I think he went to Liverpool, then Tottenham. And I'm, Tottenham is my team I'm not a big fan of. And Michael Hughes, but he might even did Birmingham Palace. But yeah, Michael Hughes, without doubt, unfortunately. How about you? Uh, I love Michael Hughes. His goal against Birmingham. Where, uh, when he Away? Was through. Yeah, and he bangs yeah, one and it goes straight in. I love uh, Leo. It was it was a tough question because they're both, they're both so good. And the only reason I asked it because they're both similar position-wise. And as you said, they're attacking midfielders and stuff the, the best ever Wimbledon player for me well my favourite ever one was Robbie L to be fair I think he was if he was playing now he'd be worth 50 million quid uh, in today's market but yeah I thought Michael Hughes was just pure class but Leonardson was decent right that's two minutes right my last one most mental celebration either one with Wimbledon maybe and then one with AFC what was your and um, whether it was what was happening or whether you just went absolutely bonkers, which one is the most memorable and the, when you think you went the most mental? So Wimbledon is my favourite ever game, which was Wimbledon 4, West Ham 3. Well, uh, we came back, didn't we? Yeah, Upton Park. And obviously I went with a load of... I, was, I lived up that way at the time. I was only young and I went with a load of West Ham friends. Uh, and I saw uh, my... Friend's mother worked in the away end, so she got me a free food and stuff and said, You're done here, why don't you go home? I think it was like 3 0, 3 1 down. And then when I think it was Clark who went running through on goal and scored the winner, I just went absolutely ballistic. What a game that was! And 4 3. Uh, yeah, well, that was just unreal. I loved what, what, John Otson scored for them as well, and it was just just one of the things you never thought 3 1 down at West Ham you, on a Tuesday night, you thought you're done. Wimbledon. There's been so many of them. I think the real one, though, and one that was more relief than anything, was Staines when Mark De Bola yeah. bangs that Mark free Bola, kick yeah. in. And yeah, I think if we had not gone up then, I think if we had not got promoted then, I think we wouldn't be where we are now in League One. I think we'd have been struggling still. Yeah. Because it kicked us on from there on. Amazing. But yeah. Key it was moments. Just, it was just amazing. And I love the. The best thing is ever, and I, we speak about this, one of my close mates, Mark Buswell, loves it. He wants a 1-0 last-minute winner other than winning 4 or 5-0. He'd rather us go 2-0 down and win 3-2 with a last-minute winner because that's the best part. Yeah. of Like, look at Ipswich on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. 2-0 down, 2 all when you score to get back into it, and everyone just goes apps. You're cuddling blokes you'd never met in your life. And, do you know what I mean? All the time, Lee. Yeah, but it's it's just one of like if you were in a bar and you just start cuddling someone, they go ape shit and get you get kicked there. Do you know what well, I mean? You, yeah. And then you get like a court order against you and stuff like that. Where football, you go, you score, and you go mental, and you're literally got some geezer all over your birds up all over. And you, you, you go, oh sorry, I didn't mean it. I go, that's no, fine, come here. Like, and when I have to, <laughs> when I talk to my wife about football and she doesn't quite get it, and she's like. I don't, she's just like, I don't understand how you can go so potty. And then during the lockdown, dad wasn't very well. We had cancer and then we had, and he basically was coming over and he couldn't do much, but he came to watch the game. And we sat and watched the Rochdale game at mine. And my Mrs. Hannah, who I love to pieces, she was watching it and she, she was so like, the stress level on her 
She doesn't like horror films or, or like thrillers, but she was watching it. And when Piggott scored that last minute goal, she went like, she was like, oh my, she did, the whole, you just saw her face. And I just went, that is why we watch football. Because we get one in 10 matches where that thing might happen. And you just think that is why I watch it. Um, yeah. Look at Bolton, Bolton the other day, 3-1 down, 3-all in Plough Lane. Gillingham game. They were absolutely pony. What's yours then? My one. Wimbledon has to be Marcus Gale's header against Man United in the FA Cup. I was right behind it. As soon as he jumped up, I was like, he's going to score this. I grabbed my mate Fred and I threw him down the stairs and he was upside <laughs> down. Another mate of mine was just, Nick was just getting bundled. My dad was going potty. Bloke next to my dad was called Gary, who isn't around, God rest his soul. He always used to have like a radio and he just had this celebration. We'd grab his radio, tuck it, have his hand in the air and start jumping up and down. And my dad's a big lad, just bundling him everywhere. It was just, and it was just so great because Schmeichel had the goal disallowed at the other end. Went to school the next day. My teacher at the time was a Man United fan and I just had my scarf on. Just took the hit on the detention. I was like, I just don't care. And he was great. <laughs> and I think, I think for Wimbledon, I think the... Jack Midson goal against MK over there. Mm. That was massive. That was Toby Ajala just going potty. My, lo, lo, only time I've ever like lost items of clothing and gear. But also Luton. Luton. <laughs> funny story. We, watched, we were stood at the Luton game. And anyone who was there knows how great a game that was. But when you were standing on the seats, wherever, where we were, where the, the floor was, it was like two-tiered. So it was really hard to sort of get your balance. <laughs> this guy is basically started. We scored, and I've I've absolutely lost it. And so my dad, and this guy came come near my dad as like a Wimbledon fan, and my dad was worried about falling over. So we just grabbed him and threw him onto like you know in between the fans. You got like the tarpauliny bit. This like my dad's a strong lad threw this guy. And this guy went absolutely flying past the old Bill, <laughs> and these Luton fans are going mental. My dad was just and this old Bill, the cop was like, what the hell's going on? But just loving that's the that's my favourite one to watch about words with just diving into the crowd and like pick up some random got? kid. Oh, just that that game and again for what it meant and for all of the, it just felt like destiny. That game I just felt like we were definitely going to come back. And after the game we weren't sure if Seddon got sent off, if Words have got sent off. Everyone was like, who got, did anyone know what happened? I think from an AFC point of view that was, yeah, that was that one and obviously Kedwell's penalty. Yeah, Kid, I didn't was... really. I, I, the problem with Kidwell's penalty is uh, I flew in from Magaluf to Manchester. So I went on a stag do from. I know we, we might not be able to preview the Oxford game because we're going on a bit here, but it's great stories, these. I went, I was booked up on a stag do to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday on a stag Magaluf. And then obviously we get to the playoff final and I say to the I don't think I can come. Then he's like, oh, like, so I looked into it and I got a flight from Mallorca back to Manchester and then I got a cab from Manchester straight to things. So I went to Magaluf for one night, Friday night or Saturday night, wherever it was. Didn't get into a five in the morning, was off my absolute tree. Then I had to train plane home. I had the blue and yellow scarf. It's like 40 degrees at the time. I had to take my scarf with me because I have to tell everyone I'm a Wimbledon fan. Do you know what I mean? Like, can't find cabs anywhere. Lucky enough, jumped in one, got to the game just before kickoff. And then I just, yeah, just stood there the whole game, literally on the biggest come down ever. Worst game of football ever, weren't it? Because it was like so tight and yeah, no, here and there. And then, yeah, I was just like, and then I just burst into tears after Kedwell's penalty. So that weren't really a great celebration for me. But yeah, the two games you you mentioned, thanks to them, man, because I didn't go to either. So. Brilliant. Absolutely wicked, they were. Right. Well, better. Yeah, great story. I've got so, I love stories like that, man. It's brilliant. But yeah, well, if anyone's got any stories, let us know what the uh, on send the spot. Send us a picture was. and send us your, your, your little memory on a tweet. That would be fantastic. Let's get yeah, some we'll, we'll share mine on the picture. And like them, um, and yeah, send them your on the spot as well, and we'll uh, we'll go through the best ones. But yeah, we'll come back. We'll have a brief preview of the Oxford game. last part of the episode we'll be uh doing a brief uh brief preview sorry my words are all mixed up i'm still living off the you're memory still emotional you're still crying after kedwell yeah and then uh we'll do a brief uh preview of the oxford game so what do you think it's a tough game for me i think it's going to be our toughest game out of the last three Sunderland, Ipswich, and oxford yeah good side i think they're the one side when i whenever i look at them and i look at a lot of the teams obviously in advance and they look decent not great form wise i mean they've looking at their sort of 
they've been a little bit up and down in the last six. They've won three, lost three. One of them being a Carabao Cup against QPR. Um, I think, I think they're, I, I mean, I think, I mean, they're third in the league. I know it's very, very early, but I'd be amazed if they're not in the top six. Uh, Matty Taylor always, also always looks to find a way of score against us almost all the time. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd be a, a really, really tough day at the office. Got some good friends who are going, which would be nice. I still think we'll get something out of it. How much we'll get out of it, I don't know. But I think they're a decent side. Yeah, I, I think they're a decent side as well. And uh, obviously, I can't stand them. Well, not them really as much, but more their, their manager. Do you think he'll get some stick? I think that'd be quite him at Plough Lane. <laughs> who, would you, who do you think gets more stick? Who would get more stick? Evans or Robinson? Robinson. And you really think Robinson will get more than Evans? Yeah, because Evans is just a fat idiot that manages yeah. Gillingham and managed and he's dodgy as hell, allegedly. Uh, where Robinson managed them and he, he he loves it though, to be fair. He loves it. He'll be bang up for this on Saturday and that's nothing that annoys me about him. But I'm not actually going on Saturday. I'm off to watch Wingate and, fin- Wingate and Finchley versus Basildon United in the FA Cup first qualifying round. Oh, right. Well, that, is because, that near your ends, is it? Or is that just another game you've grown up into? No, it's this is because I'm trying to watch from the extra preliminary all the way through to the cup final. Oh, you're trying to follow in the FA Cup on. and Basildon United, yeah, one and they got Wingate. So whoever wins that, I'll be following next. But I think it's going to get to a. I know we're going off the Oxford game here, and probably no one really gives a shit. But it's probably going to be hard to do once I get to the later rounds when it's like man, you live for, and I can't get any tickets. Oh, don't make but... excuses now, Lee. Don't make, <laughs> yeah. make excuses yeah, now. I'm, I'm at Wingate and Finchley. I'm taking my boy along, so he's going to love that. Sorry, boy, we're not going from Wimbledon Oxford. We're going to a FA Cup first qualifying. Cool. So is this the very first game of that of that sort of run? No, no, I've been to the extra preliminary. I've watched Basden versus Stansted. Basden won 4-0. Then they played White Ensign in the extra the preliminary round and they won 1-0. And this is the first qualifying round. There's still four qualifying rounds to go before they get to their first round proper. Imagine if you follow it and you all all roads lead to Wimbledon. That would be absolutely bonkers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> End up getting Wimbledon. Oh, no. First round Wimbledon win, and then, it, yeah, it's Wimbledon all the way through to the final. Oh, that's quite cool. I'll be going. I'm going to be going with me, old man. Tickets permitted, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, looking forward to it. And like I said, I've got a few friends I've not seen in a while. They're going to be in the Oxford end. Just started work, obviously, at school, and we've got a gap student. He came up and said he was an Oxford fan, so I locked him in a cupboard, um, which is obviously <laughs> what you got to do. But I think it would just be... What was good is obviously um, Dapo didn't want to go with Scotland because of the COVID stuff, so he stayed, which is really handy. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he basically was talking about the, the country that Scotland under-23s or whatever, whoever is under-21s maybe, they're on the red list or whatever. So he's decided that he didn't want to go. I think Jockers has gone though. Um, and I think he'll be crucial. I, it'll just be interesting to see. Uh, for me, I'm looking at a couple of things, mainly the crowd. I'm obviously looking at how busy it's going to be in relation to other games. Um, number two, I'm, I'll be fascinated to know whether they're going to still play two up front or whether we're going to go back to a one up front with other people around. Um, and it'd just be interesting to see, in my opinion, how far we're off from who I think someone definitely is going to be in that top six. I, I didn't see the Sunderland game or, um, or Ipswich, but I, de- I would be amazed if Oxford are not in that top six. So I'll be interested to see where we're at in relation to them. And um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good game. Looking forward to it. I said, I think it's our toughest test to date at the moment. I think it's tougher than Sunderland and it's which I think you're right. They'll be there thereabouts around the playoffs. Again, it's a tough division this year. I I hope we play two up front, but it's Dapo and Palmer together yep. with McCormick just behind, maybe Assel then. It, it's hard where you, it's, it's, we've got such good strength in depth at the moment. It's a good yeah. problem to have. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do like the fact that we should be playing Dapo Palmer, then maybe SL behind or McCormick behind. But yeah, I it's a tough game. I yeah, I really think we could win, but I wouldn't be surprised if I looked and it, we are we have lost, unfortunately. But it is a tough one. But I yeah, hopefully I, I think I think we would if right now, if you ask Robert, would you take a one-one? I think you'd take it. I think I think we're gonna find it tough. I think we're gonna have a bit of time without the ball, have to be organized. And again, as I said before, and I'll say it again. I'm concerned about their left-hand side. And if they're going to go, if they've got anyone half decent, I don't know much about um, Oxford in terms of who they've got. Anyone down that side of any note, and I think we'll, well, of course, Seddon's coming back, um, which will be interesting. He's at Oxford this year. So hopefully, I'm going to say, I know you haven't asked me, I'm going to say (laughs) 1-1, and I'm going to say we're going to score with a left-footed Henry Lawrence girl. There we go. 
hopefully uh, the Steve Seddon from last season comes. 100%. And not the 100%. Steve Seddon that we had originally, like the OG Seddon. Hopefully it's last season said. And the good, as you said, the good the plus point is soccer's gone to a red list country. So that means he's ruled out now for a few weeks because that's yeah, good. He's me. been our weakest player, to be fair. But I'll tell you uh, what, Seddon, what a disappointment he was when he came back, wasn't he? Like yeah, he, was poor. he scored that goal. I think he scored in the very first game against Fleetwood. And then after that, yeah. that was it. Yeah, the, the OG, the OG Seddon was unreal and everyone was buzzing to get him back. We talked about it on the pod last year. Buzzing to get him back. And then he just, yeah, just I don't know, it was awful. But yeah, I'm going two all again. I think there'll be goals. I think Oxford are leaking goals as well. So two all uh, and old uh, fat boy gets a bit of stick, which is good for us. But yeah, please tell me what the food's like this time. I, I will do. What, 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 would I, what, what do you want me to get this week? I, uh, why don't you tell me what I've got to have and I'll have it and then you can tell me what you well, think. It's a tough one because I, I don't know. The kebab looks good. Okay. I, know, I know when I went to Bolton, someone had a bit of knocky, which blew my mind that knocky has <laughs> been served up at football. Just keep that home. You know what I mean? So, you not like knocky? Oh, who doesn't like knocky, eh? Knocky's or amazing. Or knocky, all that sort of stuff. I think I me and my dad might be going for a pie mash en route, I think. Oh, what, Harrington's down yeah, in Tooting? Yeah, yeah, down in oh, Tooting. Dad yeah. used to live down that way. And we were well, looking at, uh, we were, I'm in an iron about how to get there. We're still kind of experimenting on which way we want to get to the ground. And uh, he was like, "Why don't we do a pie mash?" And I was like, well, "Never going to turn down a pie mash, Dad." That was my pre-match ritual. I used to go. I used to live in Hayden's, well, Florence Road near Hayden's Road. Yeah. Go down to Tooting, get pie mash, then get the bus all the way to Kingston. Well, thing, then go to the Peel, obviously for the metal music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, So because I like the metal music. A, array of Italian beers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had some good beers in there. Good waitresses were quite nice. And then, uh, yeah, obviously go to the bar, and that was yeah. Double pie, double mash, plenty of liquor, chilli oh. vinegar, bosh. Right. I no jelly deals, though, yeah? No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm East London born and bred, you know what I mean? I was born in the cobbles of Barking, so East London's finest. But yeah, fire mash, I was brought up on it. But yeah, blinding stuff. Anyway, I think that'd be the last bit of the podcast tonight. And so, on that uh, bombshell, on pie mash, <laughs> we'll leave you. Thanks very much for joining me tonight, Danny, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.